0: This is episode number 11 of SHIPS on how theater can be used for digital wellness. Welcome to SHIPS! My name is Pat McCandrew, and I am a professional actor, speaker, and coach. In every episode, we discuss a message related to the most important vessels in our lives— Thanks for being here today. Now let's set sail. Hello everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Ships. I am So excited, first off, to have all of you joining me. This podcast is still very much in its infancy, so for all of you early listeners out there, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's because of you that I'm able to continue to make awesome episodes with amazing guests talking about all the great things about relationships. So I'm so excited for you all to be joining me on this journey. So, Today's episode is how theater can be used for digital wellness. This is kind of an interesting idea. There's a lot of great work out there being done in the digital wellness space. There's a lot of introspection work with mindfulness. There's a lot of digital detox retreats going on. There's been a lot of apps that have been created in order to monitor our screen time. But there's not a lot of conversations going on there about how theater, a performing art, can be used for digital wellness. It's kind of this out there idea that I've been really playing with throughout my career over the past couple of years. And so I wanted to create an episode completely devoted to this. For those of you who have been tuning in, as you have seen, there have been a variety of different guests on this show. There have been theater professionals and a lot of experts in the digital wellness space. So some of you might be wondering, why, why these people? Why, uh, why is Pat talking to playwrights and actors? And then he's also talking to parenting coaches in the digital age. And there is a strong correlation between the two. That I really hope to explain further in this episode. And that if you don't quite understand it, that I hope you develop more of an understanding through this conversation today. So really to start out, theater is a collaborative art form. I'm sure most of you are familiar with what theater is. You go into a theater, you watch a play or a musical... Hopefully you enjoy it, maybe sometimes you don't, and then you leave at the end of the night and then that's basically it. For those of you who are involved in theater, you may have taken acting classes, you may have taken classes in costume design or set design. Really, you have this opportunity to be in this collaborative state, whether you are a director, an actor, a playwright, a designer, or someone who constructs the sets and you have this understanding that what you are working on is going towards a greater purpose, this production that's going to be put up for a wide audience. It could be something as small, maybe it's like a community theater and you're performing for all your friends and family who are coming out to see the show, or it could be large scale like your uh, standard Broadway production in New York. But with that said, goal, at least in my opinion, is the same thing, is that there's a wide variety of people working together to put up this production that will hopefully entertain, dazzle audiences, or perhaps make an audience think about their own lives in a unique way. And so there's this very collaborative experience, not only that happens with the theater practitioners, but also between the theater, practitioners, and the audience, through the performers and the audience. And so the theater forces us to engage and connect with one another. We really don't have any choice when we're going to see the theater. We have to be engaged. If we're not engaged, a lot of times you'll hear about people going to the theater and they're so bored, then then it's not very effective. And there's a wide variety of reasons for that. But theater at its most effective is going to engage, it's going to connect, whether it be as actors on stage connecting and collaborating with other actors, or whether it's between the performer and the audience. When you are an actor and you're acting in a scene, you must be listening attentively, not only to your surroundings with the awareness that you're perhaps performing this in front of hundreds of people, but also that you are listening to your scene partner. Because if you aren't, the scene is going to fall flat. You see this sometimes in really bad acting, where the actor is just saying their lines without really responding uh, or reacting to what their scene partner is giving them. They're just, you know, rotely saying their lines, and there doesn't really seem to be uh, connection going on and it's entertaining in the fact that it's bad but it's not really at the heart of what theater is trying to do. Also when performing in theater you must be very aware of your surroundings as I was mentioning before not only to the audience and to the other characters but to the set that you're performing on to the props that you're using perhaps how your costume works so you need to be hyper aware of these things because if something goes wrong which is often the case in theater, you have to be ready to jump on the opportunity to fix the situation quickly. Uh, I was in a production one time and there is this one moment where all the actors are in this party and a, a fight ensues and there's some shoving and, and there was a fight choreographer who helped us stage the fight and We were holding, at the time, glass cups during this short shove, and one of the actors shoved the other one, and, you know, they ended up dropping the glass on the floor, and this happened actually in the middle of a performance, and so it's like, oh man, what's gonna happen, what's gonna do, so... I, I was in the scene. I wasn't in the fight. So what I ended up doing was, you know, just in character went off stage and got like a little push room and the audience might've been like, uh, what's going on right here? What, what's, what's this guy doing? But the actor in me was like, oh yes, I'm in, I'm in character. Uh, of course, someone's going to go a party guest even may even go to, to clean up this mess. But, oh, I better get this glass out of the way because the scene's going to be moving to the next story point soon. Anyways, with all of that said, actors need to be completely aware of their surroundings in order to not only be fully in the scene, but also to keep a production going from a logistical standpoint as well. Not only are all these logistics really important with regards to being aware of your surroundings, listening attentively, but you also have to have a deep sense of empathy. In order to be a successful actor, you have to have empathy, which will allow you to develop a certain understanding of where the characters you're portraying are coming from. Even if this character has a completely different life from your own if they come from a diverse background that you're that is completely foreign to you having empathy in order to be able to tap into who the character is so you can then portray that on stage is of the utmost importance because if you're not able to relate or connect to the character that you're playing in some way then your performance isn't going to really be that effective. The audience will not really be able to connect with that character and will really, it'll be a boring performance. And you find this a lot to be the case in actors who really love to play villains. And this is really important because when an actor is playing a villain, whether it's on stage or in a television show or a film, the villain most times does not think that they're in the wrong. They think that they are, what they're doing is the best thing, not only for themselves, but for the world. And so to be able to connect with someone whose ideas are insanely different from what you may see as moral or good, that takes a great deal of empathy to be able to develop that sort of understanding. Now, kind of zooming out a little bit from the specificity of empathy, theater also dramatically increases your communication skills. You must articulate concepts and stories clearly in order for an audience to be able to follow the story of a play. This is so important because, and is especially the case when performing Shakespeare, because Shakespeare, at least at this time, is almost like another language. The times I've been performing Shakespeare, I almost feel like I'm learning a completely different language, and so to be able to take those words and express them in a way that the audience is going to understand it and really pick up on what's going on, a lot is involved with that. It's not only the articulation of the words that you're using, but a lot of it is also your body language and how you're communicating not only through your words, but through your body. And this is so important because to to fully embody a character Requires not only the rote memorization of lines, but it also involves adopting the physicality of a character. And to be able to communicate this to an audience is huge. It's huge because, you know, most of what the audience is picking up is what they're seeing as opposed to what they're hearing. Of course, they're hearing a lot as well. But there are many performances that have little to no words as well. Actually, sneak preview, Uh, I had the opportunity to interview uh, internationally renowned mime, Bill Bowers. He'll be in a future episode, a couple episodes from now. And we talk a lot about the power of silence and really the ability to connect physically, not only with ourselves, but with the audience and other characters as well. So theater really enhances and brings this communication to a whole other level. And lastly, theater forces us to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. It really requires you to step outside your comfort zone and to say and do things that you may otherwise not. Especially for, say, a high school student who is very timid and shy. Say they get cast in the lead role in a musical. They're going to be required to sing A lot of songs to speak a lot of the dialogue. It forces them out of their comfort zone of this shy, timid personality and really takes out of them this power that they then have when performing on stage. And so theater requires you to step outside of your comfort zone. It really allows you to, to stretch yourself. And as the great people say, success or great things lie just on the other side of your comfort zone. So with all that said, what does all of this theater jargon mean for digital wellness? How, how can digital wellness really correlate and connect with all this, all these skills I was talking about that one develops when practicing theater. Well, there are a ton of statistics out there outlining the rise of isolation, depression, anxiety, and these are only continuing to go up. And there's a direct correlation between this and and technology use social media how much we use our devices and it, the statistics are actually pr- pretty astounding and with that said there's also a decrease in socialization communication empathy focus self-awareness and these are the very keys that i was just talking about that theater exercises on a regular basis so while there are digital detoxes, introspection, mindfulness that allow us to develop a greater sense of self-care in the digital age, theater and acting practices can allow us to exercise our social skills in a safe environment. And this is crucial. It's important that the two go together. There are a lot of great practitioners working in the mindfulness space, and mindfulness pairs really nicely with Really, the rise in technology and how much we are consuming nowadays through the Internet. And so mindfulness is super important in order to develop to develop a deeper sense of self-care. But we also need to enhance our communication and socialization with our fellow human beings in face-to-face interactions. The solution to so many of these problems involves taking a break from our technology and to have these face-to-face social interactions. And this is something that is required in order for theater to be successful. You can't be disengaged when performing because if you're not 100% there in the moment, if you're not present in the moment when performing theater... It's not not going to be successful. People aren't going to pay money to see someone that is willy-nilly somewhere else. But in the business world, in medicine, there are so many times where professionals will divert to their cell phones and it's okay. And it's expected in a lot of ways because obviously the demand of those kind of jobs is is high and there's so much pressure in those type of environments and so we feel the need to be super connected at all times but that comes at an expense that comes at the expense of the people that we're interacting with live and there are some pretty astounding statistics when it comes specifically to socialization so college students in 2016 spent Four fewer hours a week socializing with their friends than in the 1980s. And so this means that an hour a day less spent with friends is an hour a day less spent building social skills, negotiating relationships, and navigating emotions. And this is only going to become more crucial as time goes on because as technology is continuing to advance, human social connection is going to become more and more rare because there's this push for humans to almost become machine-like. There is really this value on numbers and metrics. So many businesses are like, okay, we need to reach these profits. We need to reach these goals. And success is measured by what we are earning, how many customers we have, how many people are on our email list, and that's, that's great. Those are all good and important things. But at least in my opinion, it's not what really matters. What really matters is the depth of the relationships that you are creating and the experiences that you are having with those people that you're in relation to. There was a study recently. I can't remember who put it out should have that available for you, sorry about that. But there was a study that came out where someone interviewed senior citizens who were in nursing homes. They were really on their last months or even last weeks of their lives. And this interviewer asked them, what is the main thing that created joy in your life? And all of them said it was the relationships they had, Whether it was to their partner, to their family, to close friends, that is what fulfilled their lives. It wasn't money, it wasn't all the things that they accumulated, and it wasn't necessarily their work either, which is really fascinating because especially millennials are all about, And I I mean I'm guilty of this too, millennials are so interested in pursuing their passion, quote unquote and finding work that is meaningful. That is super important, but what's going to be the most meaningful work is working with people who you believe in and who believe in you, and that's the utmost importance. And so that's a big thing that I'm trying to create with this podcast, is really emphasizing the importance of the different relationships we have. Whether it's with each other, our relationships with uh, our past, our present, our future, our relationships that we have with ourselves. This is so important as we move forward and as technology continues to become more and more complicated in a lot of ways. 89% of Americans say they interrupted their last social interaction to turn to their phones. And 82% say that the conversation suffered for it. This is so true. It's something that I believe we all experience. is that when you're having a conversation with a family member or maybe perhaps a close friend. And it's starting to reach some sort of depth. But then a phone comes out, the conversation gets halted, and it's like you have to start at the beginning. On my blog, I wrote a post about this. I believe it was called "Waiting in the Shallow End of Relationships," and uh, I made the analogy to our relationships almost being like a swimming pool, and we're afraid to go into the deep end. We're afraid that we'll, you know, we're not going to be sure h- how to swim in the deep end. So we just hang out in the shallow end, s- sitting there, standing there because it's easy. We get to relax, we don't really have to worry about going deep. And this could be really dangerous as we move forward because if we don't go deep in our relationships, we're not going to feel connected. And if we not don't feel connected, we're not going to feel fulfilled in the long run. So, it's no surprise actually that we've been facing a lot of social issues in our society today. People aren't talking to each other, and the people that they are talking to are usually people with the same backgrounds, people who agree with them. And so theater allows for people of diverse backgrounds to come together and either create something together through being involved in a production or experience something together through being in the audience. And this is so important now more than ever before. Story after story comes out on the news about the influence that tech is having on us, whether it be how social media is a factor in increased depression or how easily distracted we are by our devices. And so if we adopt even a little bit of the habits learned in the performing arts, we'll be much better off. We'll be able to cultivate relationships on a regular basis, and really sustain those relationships over the long run. Because kids today are growing up, and because they are so attached to their devices, they're not exercising their social skills like, you know, maybe our ancestors used to do before us. And there's a lot of arguments saying that, oh, well, this technology isn't any different from When we got televisions and everyone stayed in front of the TV or everyone talks about how people are on their cell phones on the subway. Well, back in the day, everyone always had like a newspaper out. Uh, I, You know, I would disagree with this because the cell phone, the smartphone specifically, is constantly giving us notifications and updates and really interrupting our day-to-day lives through pings through buzzing through lighting up and it's constantly shouting at us for our attention where you can't really say a newspaper did that I mean there was advertisements in a newspaper but I don't know it's different the the hold on it is so so much less powerful not only that but with social media social media is designed as like a feedback loop so we're always looking for feedback based on something that we post uh looking for how many likes we get how many comments we get and that wasn't the case with past technologies at all and this i believe will only continue to rise the business model of the social media platforms is so powerful they're making so much money off of this so they're not really going to change it anytime soon And so many of us are using these platforms that, in a lot of ways, they do us a lot of good, too, at the same time. So what's really important at the end of the day is to, because the technology is not going anywhere, is to take time away from the technology and really engage in face-to-face interaction. And a great way to do that is by either exposing yourself to theater by going to shows or actually taking a class, whether it be an acting class, improv class, or being involved in a production, maybe in your uh, local community theater, you'd be amazed at the effect that it has on you as an individual and how it affects you and how you relate to other people as well. And even if theater's not really your thing, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't really care for theater that much. I have to say, for those people who have not been interested in theater, but perhaps have taken an improv class, I've never spoken to anyone who has taken an improv class and has been like, oh yeah, that was lame, or or yeah, I didn't really get anything out of it. It's actually the non-theater people who get the most out of those kind of classes because it's so foreign, but the skill sets are so applicable to what they're doing in their day-to-day work, no matter what industry they're in. So I truly believe that theater can be a great outlet for digital wellness. I think that it's a great tool for digital wellness And it's something that I'm just beginning to try to get out there with regards to technology advancing and how theater and the performing arts and how acting practices could really help aid in this work. So I really hope you learned something new today, hopefully. If you have any questions, please feel free to get in touch with me at any time. Leave a review on this podcast if you enjoyed it. Share it with a friend if you think it's something that will resonate with them. Or if you have the Anchor app, please feel free to call in and leave a voicemail. I would love to hear your thoughts you also have the opportunity to support this podcast. Supporting this podcast will allow me to continue to record episodes and have on inspiring guests who will motivate you and inspire you to pursue action in your life. So really hope you enjoyed this episode and I will catch you all in